All right, that's out. Bam. Good there. Better out than in. This is Hypothetical Help with Scott and Terpster, neither of whom are actual therapists or counselors. Any advice given on this show is truly hypothetical. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Hypothetical Health. This is Hypo Help episode 23. I'm Scott Johnson, and that is Terper. Terper. Holy moly. That is a big number. It is. It's also a terrible movie with Jim Carrey in it. Did you ever see that? Yeah, 23. Is that 23? I think so. He's obsessed with the number 23, is it? Hold on. Jim Carrey. 23. The number 23. Literally, that's what it's called. Yeah, it's it's just the IMDb number 23. score of 6.4. Mm-hmm. Or Rotten Tomatoes, tomatoes, yeah. of 8%. 8. I guess that's pretty... Sh- yeah, yeah. That's real bad. Yeah. 2007. And um, I understand it did not hold, does not hold up now. And it's directed by Joel Schumacher, famous for nipples on Batman suits. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, you know, you get some hits and some not as hits. That's cool. Yeah, you can't... You really can't predict what you're going to get. Uh, we're back, everyone. It's hypothetical help. We're happy to be here. Thank you all for joining us and uh, for being here for us. We really appreciate it. we got questions today, as always. They come to us via the phone number 801-471-0462. You are encouraged to use that on the frequent. Send us your questions from the serious to the not-so-serious. We don't care. We'll take whatever you got. And, of course, email is at scottatfrogpants.com. Let's start with a call. This is about... How to get your work out there. Hey, Scott and Terpster. Hypothetically, if I drew a little bit on the side, how, hypothetically, of course, would I go about getting my work out into the public? I share it everywhere I can, and it either gets downvoted instantly or, like on Twitter, I just don't have any followers to see it. So could you guys give me some advice? Hypothetically, of course. So I used to be be a big proponent of saying, man, back when I started doing web comics in 2001. (laughs) Back in my day, (laughs) we used to have to, we had to draw the picture, post it to the the internet people via U.S. mail. (laughs) You're not far from the truth. There was very little in the way of tools or options or anything, really. We had to hand code our HTML pages. We had to, to, to put up these you know, sloppily put together sites and we had to hope that somebody would find it. There were no social networks. It wasn't even a freaking MySpace then. It was just, you know, free for all. If you found it, great. You you hoped it went viral. Somehow somebody emailed it to their friend. It's such a different world now. So part of me says, oh man, to be a cartoonist in 2015, that would be heaven because you've got Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, a million ways to get the stuff out in front of people, uh, Twitter, whatever. And then I think, well, yeah, everyone can. So now you're in a very crowded place full of everybody trying to get their stuff in front of everyone all the time from big money Hollywood down to one guy trying to put a comic out there. So whatever the content is you're making, whether you want to be a YouTuber, you you saw PewDiePie and you went, man, I want some of that action. And then you're wondering why three years later you got like two viewers. <laughs> Whoa, that's pretty good. That wasn't bad. You know, he's all mainstream now. He's on the Colbert show over here. That's the problem, though, isn't it? It's like, oh, Colbert, you don't understand this. Mm. Well, you don't get involved. That whole thing got... I watched that interview, and I I couldn't watch the whole thing. It's it's nobody's fault. It's just something about it that was awkward and weird, and I didn't like it, so I turned it off. Um, I can't explain why I feel that way, though. Like, it's not like, you know, he's okay in a chair in front of people. He's a little nervous, but, you know, wouldn't we all be? Um Colbert seemed fine and he's always been sort of in touch with sort of the web generation. And you know, that, that all seems I think like, so a, that's where his, I feel like that's where the groundswell of love for him comes. Yeah. But yeah. 
Maybe maybe I'm out of touch. Well, maybe, maybe. But maybe I'm out of time. Maybe. I just don't know that that was the right forum, nor do I think it is is as crossover as everyone thinks well, it is. Well, he had a book, so he had a book to promote. you oh, got to do these things. That's right. He's got you a book and a video things. game. and Because yeah, exactly. I'm telling you, $15 million from YouTube alone is just not enough to live on per year. I really feel bad that's for him. Just, exactly. That's just his AdSense as yeah. well. That's not how much money he makes. Yeah. He makes a lot more than that. Yeah, so he's. I, I just. I worry about him. I'm glad he's got a book that so he can make ends meet. My God, exactly. Well, um, he's a anyway. very talented man. So no, he is, and you know what? Good, perfect time, perfect place, perfect guy. All that stuff worked out for him. But the point is that. Uh, what is my point? Oh, for every one PewDiePie, there are a billion wannabe PewDiePies, and they will bang their heads against the wall for years. Or in my case, they'll start a podcast uh, in 2005 that took two years to really take off or, mm. or whatever. I'm just of the belief that while the, the market does have all these great ways to share things and move things around now, no matter what kind of content you're creating, because you're in a crowded space, you've got two things you really need to hope for. One, that you've got the talent to rise above the froth and actually be noticed. Uh, and two, that's something you have to say is unique and therefore has viral potential to to actually get out there. So he's actually kind of probably got a harder time now than when, you know, Penny Arcade was just starting or... or what, because it's more congested? Because it's more congested, yeah. There's a lot of people. It used to be, I mean, let's go back another decade before that, when you wanted to get comic strips printed in newspapers, that was kind of the end goal back then. Mm. Um, you had a, a million things in your way. First and foremost among them was one tiny gateway with one guy holding the key and then a thousand people trying to get through that gate and only one being let in. And that usually meant that one person knew somebody at a syndication or in publishing mm. or something like it was very rarely about your raw talent. Occasionally it was, you know, you'd have standouts like Bill Watterson or, you know, amazing comic artists like Charles Schultz or whatever that would, that would just, they had a natural thing to rise to. But if you had those same guys today in today's market and they were trying to figure out a way to get their comics in front of people, they would have to hope for some luck. I mean, XKCD is one of the biggest comics on the web. Why? Well, it's got amazing writing. It really resonates with its audience. And it's a bunch of stick people. And it makes other people who've honed their art feel kind of dumb about how hard they've worked to do that. And what yet this other thing just totally exploded. And and the gateway's gone. So instead of a thousand people trying to get in, it's millions of people coming through the same gate all at once. And you're trying to figure out which one you want to read. It's tricky. So with great sounds sounds scary. It's Scott. the democratization of the of the medium, and that's wonderful. I'm all for it, by the way, um, and it's benefited me well. But but it's also just so many voices now, and it's like anything. It's whatever the medium is, everyone's vying for it. It's not even that different in traditional media. It's like well, it used to be three networks of TV here in the states, and the UK was like BBC See, One. I think that's where you're going wrong, Scott. Mm. Is because we have to take our lessons from traditional media. Name the most famous person you can think of in the world. Uh, like off the top of my head, uh, yeah, uh, Tom Cruise. Okay, well that's I mean that's really famous. All okay, right. name like like <laughs> someone who's like really pretty famous. Uh, um, uh, uh the guy who played Walter White. Uh, uh that guy. Branston uh, Pickle. P Branston okay. Pickle. Okay, his that's famous cool. role as as Walter White from Breaking as, Bad. As in Malcolm Middle. Okay, as Branston so Pickle. He's. He's a he's an interesting one, but I will one up you. Brian Cranston, more, sorry, more famous yeah. than Brian Cranston. Okay, less famous than Tom Cruise. All right, and it is of course the Kardashians. <laughs> okay, now 
Kim Kardashian, yeah. the Queen Kardashian, yeah. as I like to call her. Um, how did she get famous, Scott? Uh, she she had a leaked sex tape with her and a rapper. And, Exacto uh, Monday. Yeah, some okay. some would say Another well, it's her, some people would say it's her famous father who uh, was there was O.J. Simpson's friend and was his lawyer. Oh, it's now it's now Woman of the Year, Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. So you could start there if you wanted, but I think it's so. The no, sex but this tape. is interesting. Okay, let's follow this down. Okay, name I don't know the second most famous person in the world. Mm-hmm. Of course, Lionel Richie. Okay, <laughs> had a daughter yeah. who was friends with. Paris Hilton. Yep. How did Paris get famous, Scott? Mm, her dad was the owner of Hilton uh, Hotels. However, her fame primarily sprung out of a leaked night vision recorded sex tape. You're starting to see my thought, my train of thought here, Scott. Yeah. Okay. What I'm saying to this guy, okay. So he's saying, like, what has he got? Web comics? Yep. Okay. I've seen a web comic before, Scott. Yep. I'll be honest with you. I'm not that interested in this guy's web comic already. Do you yep. know why? Why? Because I don't give a shit, okay? <laughs> it's got to make me give a shit, okay? How do you make me give a shit? I don't know. It's a really tough thing to do. Mm-hmm. I'm quite a callous and cold person. Yeah. But i tell you what would grab my attention. I don't know. Have you seen that sex tape with that comic artist in? Say what? Boom. <laughs> okay? You just you go hard or you go home. Um, and, I mean, that's even more apt in a sex tape conundrum. Um, so I would say... Yeah, you can, you know, love your art and craft it and hone it over the years and try and do something that can break out and have viral shares around the net. You know, I mean, how many times is uh, like George Takai uh, end up grabbing one of your images? Uh, a couple times now. And do you see a big bump on that? Or I is do. It not really yeah, up? no, I always okay. do because he'll he'll retweet he'll, it or put yeah, it on his Facebook it, page, and then suddenly, you know, there's like a huge my my server will sometimes crash under the weight. Amazing, of it. Yeah. amazing. Yeah. But I tell you what, George Takai would definitely retweet. I don't know. <laughs> A comic artist dressed as Sulu, maybe maybe having a, an erotic encounter with Kirk. Boom! Uh, hey, by the way, I should mention that one of the Takai ones that made the biggest splash, and he printed in his book, in one of his books, he printed one of my comics with my permission, uh, was the one you helped write. It was the uh, the Admiral Snack Bar joke. Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Bam. I residuals forgot to give you. Stuff. Yeah, I forgot to give you the, uh, the the residuals of. I, of I, I got Takai paid. Tweet. I got precisely matter, Scott, nothing. You know what? I've been in a sex tape that George Takai is well into. That's what I'm telling you. That is the future right now, okay? We have to take our lessons from the past. If we do not learn from the past, we are no better than the animals. Yeah. That is what the famous philosopher once said. <laughs> Wait, what's so, that name? Give me that one. What was the name then? So, sorry, I got a... Sorry, this, this mic's a bit funny. Um, so that is what I'm telling you, Scott. I am saying sometimes... You got to hold them, and sometimes you got to fold them. Yeah, and you got to know when to do either one of those things. Right. You make me maybe want fried chicken. So I'm saying, don't worry about getting your work out there. Why not get it out there? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Work it and get it out there. Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. Um, we talked last week actually about this idea of just going for it and not. There's yeah. a lot of ready aim, ready aim, ready aim happening, and never no one ever mm-hmm. fires, and um, that can be really detrimental. I I know some extremely talented cartoonists specifically who just never fire and it's unfortunate because their work's good enough to surpass anything i'm doing yeah part of the reason i got to 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 do whatever level of whatever it is i'm doing is just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks and sometimes that spaghetti is ugly but sometimes it's good and when you see it's good and you get the response you want you're like all right course correction we're going to do more of that because that really resonated this other stuff didn't as much and and whatever but i would i you know people want to 
I sometimes get people email me and go, all right, listen, it's either podcasting or comics. They'll say, well, I'm starting this webcomic and I'm just curious, how do you make t-shirts and sell those? And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Have you started the comic yet? Well, no, we're going to launch soon. Okay. Well, my advice is don't talk about t-shirts till you're like a few years into this thing at the, at the least, Mm. like get it out there, get strips under your belt, have people follow them. That doesn't, they don't come together. They don't come there going, oh, my loyalty is immediate and I will now give you money for t-shirts and mugs on, about characters I've never heard of before. It doesn't work that shout, way. Though. Yeah, good shout. you've got to like you got to you got to work at it. Like you always hear about, oh, I don't know, Gary Larson or, or Bill Watterson or any of these famous cartoonists, Ber- Berkeley Breathitt or any of these guys who are big names in in newspaper comics and now just, you know, have their legend legends now. They all had, I don't know, hundreds of rejection letters for their work for years. Like, did they try doing a sex tape? <laughs> okay, now you may, now your point is starting but to make exactly. sense. Exactly, I'm just saying, Scott. You know, <laughs> if it works for Kim, it can work for you. Right. Well, now okay. here's what I'd Paris, say though. People used to say Paris and used to think about some crappy French city. Now, what do you think about some green night vision boobies? Mm. So, how about this? I'm just saying, mm. there's there's more than one way to skin a cat. <laughs> Well, what it like Bieber? He shows his wiener lately, right? That's been oh, a big he? thing. Yeah. He, oh, wow. He, I missed that one. Yeah. He's out flopping around by a hot tub or something. Those pictures. Okay. I think they were on his Instagram or something. But yeah, anyway. I bet they were. I he, bet they were. He seemed to be all for it. And and so my question to you is, he's already got the fame. Hang on. I'm just opening an incognito window. Yeah, check that out. Because I don't need these cookies following me around. Justin. Bieber's Wang. Bieber's Wiener. Wiener. Okay. Justin Wiener's. Weebers. Uh, did you mean Justin Bieber's wiener? I did mean that. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Justin Bieber talks about his penis, text penis bits to Selena Gomez. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to have to go for, like, was to, this recently? Dig deeper. Search uh, tool anytime. I'm going to do the past month just because I don't want to get this. Um, he wants his dick off the internet now, apparently. Uh, okay. I can't find it, Scott, but I'm assuming it's there. Okay. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Uh, all right. You're going to let this one through, Judge Judge Tur- Turpin? All right. Yep. Um, I, I just, I, look, sometimes also the sex tape route needs to be accompanied with uh, attractive people. So if you're a weird looking nerd like me trying to make a big in comics because you got a sex tape, I'm not sure you're going to, that may not go very far uh, other than to be humiliating. Now, if you're a, you know, sexy Bieber type uh, or lady type, uh, maybe you've got something going there. Maybe you yeah. can maybe you can take that a little bit further. And I'm not saying this to be sexist. I'm saying that's what people like. That's just what people like. You know, nobody saw, nobody wants to see Urkel uh, doing it with, uh, I don't know, Kathy Bates. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm open to the the idea, the suggestion. Okay. okay. You've always I, been pretty open. I don't want to prejudge anything, Scott. Yeah. I want to let life happen yeah and see where it takes us all right fair enough uh let us know how it goes for you good luck and remember don't ready aim forever just fire that's my advice uh email here we got one here got two of them today and one of them just to follow up but i'll give you this one which is a new one it says this this is from somebody named k that is not his real name k oh he's in men in black yeah oh yeah that can i doubt it's that k that'd be cool though wouldn't it that'd be cool wouldn't it so i have a brother that has a couple of divorces and hasn't seen some of his kids in a long time wow some of his kids so it's uh, easy to feel bad for him. He is about 40 years old and has been living off of our parents as much as he could. Then he say, then he said he would have, an, uh, let's say, we, you have had enough. We aren't giving it to you anymore. So he walked away from them. 
And We're blame, not gonna <laughs> take, take it, it now. Uh, and blames them for his problems. So he blames his parents. Okay. So here okay. is the question: Is it bad that I'm happy for my brother and his drama is gone? I'm sorry. I'm happy that my brother and his drama are gone. I don't have to hear about it anymore. And why do some people have to be forced to get their lives together? Thanks for all the great shows. They help my 12-hour work day go faster. Hopefully this email is not too long. Uh, well, okay, it's not too long, and it's an interesting uh, uh, point. Um, I think everybody's got somebody in their family who who is going through it, right? Like, I don't know about you, but I, you know, I've definitely got one. One of the Johnson clan was was uh, what you might call a black sheep. Wasn't me, Um, but it was one of us, and and uh, you know things change over time. But it was a rough go for a long time with this particular person. They weren't an actual sheep. They were not a sheep. Nope, nope, nope. No, that's. uh, I want to make that very clear. No one at any any time in my family lineage had coitus with a sheep and produced a half sheep, half man. That's the dream, though, isn't it? It really is. And if we could get there sooner, the better. We have the technology, Scott, but it's just not the will. Do we though? Do we? Can we splice the two? I don't know. I don't know. All right. But, you know, I want to be at the forefront of that research. Um, so like, this is like a whole, like, you know, should I should I feel bad about feeling good about something that someone else isn't good? Um, and in this case, I mean, he's not feeling bad about anything particularly bad. You know, this is literally just saying... It's not like saying, you know, I'm glad my brother broke his leg in a car accident. You're not saying yeah, that. Yeah, oh, my, my brother's dead. I'm so happy. I inherited all his money. Even right. then, I'd be like, fair enough. Um, <laughs> well, of course I, you would. I, I would just say it's probably something that you need to, um, you know, you just need to just be happy with yourself. Don't Don't brag about it. But, yeah, I mean, if you've got a disruptive element in your family and they're gone, then, yeah, whoop de do. Great. So, yeah, I, I feel like you've... Um, well, okay, so I'll relate it to my experience. So when this person that I'm thinking of uh, went through a similar thing where people had to just kind of cut it off and say, look, we can't do Shit. this anymore. They cut their own. We're just enabling you or whatever. Um, this person basically just said, well, screw you all, I'm leaving. I'm You're never going to see me again, which it didn't end up being true, of course, because it never is. But they kind of took off. And part of me was like, phew, good. That needed to happen. That was the right thing sometimes you need sometimes they need to get the rough and tumble answer to, to to turn things around for themselves and even then they may not but that's how it felt in our circumstance and so i felt this same way i don't think it's that you're happy and giddy over somebody who's been you know told they gotta get off the pot or poop or whatever however the phrase goes uh but it's a different kind of satisfaction it's a, it's a kind of like all right this is the right thing to do there's some justice in this this is the right thing to do and we're finally doing the right thing instead of instead of being part of the problem we're creating well, it's not easy but we're creating a way for them to kind of get out so if that's what you're feeling that's a totally normal fine thing to feel and i don't think you should stress about that you're um, saying why do some people have to be forced to get their life together yeah just because some people do you know it's cool we're all humans we all make mistakes and sometimes we don't learn from those mistakes. Sometimes that's because of, you know, how we were brought up and how we're kind of, you know, just not that useful when it comes to being a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's it's tricky. I wouldn't say that you've got to worry too much uh, about your brother, though. Worry about yourself and, um, you know, he'll he'll sort himself out. He will. He one one way or the other, He's thing. if he's a 40-year-old male and he's got a life to live, he'll figure it out. And if he doesn't figure it out, 
if if things get desperate and he really needs your help, well, of course you guys are there for him to help him. Um, but you know, if it's just mooching off your parents and you know having problems with keeping jobs or any of this other stuff, and it really just comes down to him, well, this is probably a good thing for him to to get out and and get it going. I can't imagine being forty and living with my parents. Oh, dude, seriously, can you imagine doing that? I can't even imagine um, doing it at your age. Like if you were 20, what are you, 27? 28. 28. Can you 28. imagine living with your parents right now at 28? No, no, it wouldn't be good. Dude. It wouldn't be good. Dude. Well, actually, maybe it would. Maybe they could look after my daughter at night. That'd be amazing. Hey, actually. now, wait a minute. That's a, well, not a bad hang idea. On. I think yeah. we're on some kids. Yeah. Living close to your parents like is good. I do recommend that because then you can just dump the kids. Not dump them, but, you know, there's there's opportunities You could there. dump them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, here's the, yeah, I don't know. I, if if he's going to do anything in this situation, it is just keep in touch with your brother. Let him know that you care about him as a person, but don't enable his weirdness. That's all. It's as simple as that. There you That's go. beautiful. We're That's like, beautiful. Maybe I would, I would, I would like to amend that by just saying that you're not your brother. No. Okay. Don't let anyone tell you. Don't <laughs> let anyone tell you that you're him because you're not. Wow. You're you. You really let this one get to you. You're really um, feeling this. Sorry, one. it hit. It hit me. It hit me in a beautiful place. Yeah. Right in the. Right in the. Right in the gonads. Showed, yeah. Which is where I keep my love. <laughs> we got one follow-up uh, email from Charles from Canada. Canadian Charles, we'll call him. And he says this. Hi, Scott. And my best friend I've never met, Terpster. Oh. Wow. Oh, hey, bro. Jeez. That's pretty good. He says, in episode 20, you discuss cleaning headphones. Turns out a toothbrush works great to Did get we? earwax and other debris from the mesh. You're welcome. Oh, yeah, because it fell in crap. Yeah, yeah, sweet. But I wouldn't want to. Don't use the same toothbrush to clean your teeth afterwards. That though. was my question. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's what happens. People end up then with shit in their mouth, <laughs> and that's always awkward. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I was just trying to think. Like, so I have. Okay, I have a thing that I do. I wear a mouth guard at night, kind of like almost like a football mouth guard, because. Okay. I grind my teeth at night. Like, a lot of okay. people do. Do you know that apparently that just encourages you to grind your teeth more? Uh, maybe. And now you're reliant on it, Scott. Probably, like a yeah. Machine. I probably am reliant on it. Skynet wins. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I probably am reliant on it, but now, but it's no longer destroying my teeth, so it's a good okay. thing to have. So I wear this thing at night. Dental recommended, all that. And when I get up the next day, that thing's nasty, so I want to clean it out. What I do is I have two toothbrushes. I have one for my teeth. Okay. And then I have one that I use just to scrub out this uh, oh, yeah. this thing every day, so it's nice and clean for the next for the next night. Uh, if that if what he's saying is he's got a regular toothbrush and then one he uses to clean earwax out of freaking earbuds, I would hurry up and take care of that problem before you start dating or something because that is weird. Earbud cleaning uh, wax buildup deal toothbrush that's mm. freaking weird to have that around. And yeah, someone gonna... just rinses his toothbrush out. But I don't know. I don't know how. Would you, how would you feel brushing your teeth knowing that earwax had been on the bristles? Oh, my Lord. Do you mind? No, I do mind. I would not do that. I couldn't do it. There's nothing grosser to me. All right. If you said, if you said, okay, Scott, I'll uh, give you a million dollars if you can, if you'll eat this teaspoon of hobo earwax okay. and not barf it up in the next 10 minutes, we'll give you a million dollars. I might make the attempt, but I can't guarantee oh, really? I keep it down. And what we put it after is I go like, ah, it's a prank. There's no money. I would murder somebody. I cannot think of I cannot think of too many other things I think are grosser than that. For whatever reason, that really goes that really goes down the the pipe. Grind your gears. Yeah, I, I just ugh, that's ugh. <laughs> just thinking about it. Uh, there's a phobia. 
Earwax yep. phobia I read about. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, really? Earwax. Hold on. Phobia. Here we go. Uh, what's it called? Fear of earwax. Fear wax. Uh, is, what is the phobia of earwax? Oh, where did it go? I thought I had the Called title. normality. Oh, it says it's not documented, but the t- what people would title it is the fear of earwax. What am I thinking of? I may be thinking of something slightly different. But anyway, I thought there was a name for it. Point is, uh, I may have a very specific problem, so I'm the wrong guy to ask. Uh, anyway, why did I even bring that up? I don't know what I brought that up for. What did I bring the earwax up for? Do you remember? What was my point? Uh, people were, because uh, you were scared of it. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. toothbrush is weird. Right, right. Weird. Don't, yeah, don't put, uh, I'm just saying don't clean your, I, they're, okay, if you do that, keep that somewhere not in the bathroom, nowhere near your other dental care products, okay? That's okay. all I'm asking that guy to do. Charles from Canada, good luck to you. May all your uh, earbuds be wax-free. Patreon.com slash hypohelp is where you can come support us and keep this show alive each and every week. You get a new episode if and only if you guys keep us at the level Just we need to. Just keep giving us the money, guys. That's right. Come on. Right. I'm not asking for much. Pay, Just, you know, pay for all play. you got. Yeah, pay for play. It's a pay. It's, it it's basically a freemium. Pay to win. We are a freemium model here, and you do pay yeah. to win because one you day you can literally. Yeah. If you pay, you get to be informed and have just. I'm not saying you'll be happier, but yeah. studies have shown that people who listen to this show are significantly happier than everyone else in the world. Yeah. So I, I completely agree. Uh, so do that, and also participate in the show. Hypotheticalhelp.com is where everything's linked. You can call us eight zero one four seven one zero four six two. Leave us a voicemail. Email us, scott at frogpants.com. And you can find us on Twitter at the underscore T, at Scott Johnson. That's going to do it for this episode of Hypothetical Help. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. We'll see you then! part of the frog pants network get more at frogpants.com you get a little stinger here at the end you got anything um